Welcome back, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is the podcast between everything and nothing. For those of you that are new to the podcast, I really appreciate you guys listening in. I hope you guys get something from this. To those of you that are returning, we got a very special episode for you here today. Wow. What? (laughs) (laughs) Very special. I like it. Right? Okay. We got my boy Ali G, Dr. Ali G, back back with us today. It's been a while. I know, right? What's been? Like three weeks? Like three weeks. Yeah. The I know. podcast is really doing good, huh? Yeah, it's, doing like, it's doing decent, actually. I actually wanted to say that on Apple, I've hit 250 total listens. Nice. And over 100 on Spotify, which is actually way past my original goal for this. So my original goal was to hit like 100 by the end of July. Wow. On yeah, Apple. cleared that. And I cleared that like the first two weeks. So Nice, man. I'm really happy for everyone that's been tuning in. It really means a lot to me. And hopefully you guys can keep giving me back some great feedback. I can keep improving on this. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna keep having great guests with us, like Ali G, with we got with us today. I'm back so soon, huh? I know. So, what was it like today, bro? You told me that to get up at like 4 a.m. in this this morning and get ready to go to work. What was that like? Yeah. I, so last time I was on here, I mentioned I was seeing patients in clinic, but clinic is completely different. That you know, that's a controlled environment. You see, you know, two to three patients. Um, they're not like in dire need for help you know they're coming in to just get checked up like a physical or something um but today was my first day in the hospital doing like inpatient work so patients who come into the er or via ambulance that have to stay in the hospital for days or sometimes weeks um so i was seeing those patients today um i'm working on the nephrology floor which is like the study of the diseases of the kidney and the physiology of the kidney so I'm taking care of patients who need like dialysis inpatients and need to be set up for dialysis when they get out of the hospital. Um, it wasn't too bad. Really? I mean, I had to be up at four because um, we, were, we were starting a new rotation and at the start of every rotation, the previous team's doctors has to send you a sign out, yeah. which is like a summary of the entire course the patients went through in the hospital and what they think need to be done next. So I had to study that. Um, I didn't receive it till like 11 p.m. and I was asleep by then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to read it early in the morning. And then, you know, I worked out a little bit in the morning, made breakfast and then headed out. Man, that's, man, that's crazy. I can't believe like you even started that like, at 4 a.m. and you still actually came out of your way to come here and like see me right after. I, I really appreciate it. If I, if I sound a little tired, uh, that's why. Yeah, no, 100%. No, I, I love coming on. The Hopefully, podcast. this leads to like that new vlog you have like in the works. Yeah, I did. A, I did a little recording. It's it's very difficult to record in the morning, you know, because you're you're still groggy, and then you have to bust out like the stand. You have to go yeah, work out. <laughs> you you have to go like from sleeping. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, good morning, you guys. Yeah, Welcome exactly. to the vlog. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna be doing any of that. <laughs> it's like it's more like good morning, guys. <laughs> I'm contemplating like why I woke up this early. But no, it, it, it was fun. I hope I can edit that soon and have it up on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, just, you know, let me know. I'll be the first sub, first comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first I, like. Yeah, dude. Your comments are always great. <laughs> you know, I try my best. Um, Some, uh, something else I want to hit you with recently is, I don't know if you saw that thing, probably did. It was like going around for a while. Mm. That uh, Nigerian doctor that was speaking at that Washington summit where all those doctors came out and talking about hydroxychloroquine was the miracle mm. drug yeah the, the the doctor from texas the right? doctor from texas the miracle drug and that 
combined with azithromycin antibiotic combined with zinc was supposedly curing all her patients they were she had like apparently a hundred percent success rate with it no matter how old how young some came in with diabetes come some came in with just COVID. some came in practically on their deathbeds mm-hmm. and she said all cured wow 350 all cured she also said that they were taking it and like her staff was taking it yeah she said her staff was on it everyone and everyone involved in that process was taking the medications that she asked that she asked that she was talking about during that thing mm-hmm. so i don't know like what do you really think about that do we like say it's like the miracle cure do we say it's a little too soon for it I mean, I, I didn't watch the entire video. Um, I'm just getting like what you told me in like the few seconds that I watched. But I, I don't think she was going off of any research. I agree. There was like no evidence, I don't think, in her video. It was just anecdotal. Like mm-hmm. what she said worked for her patients. But I mean, nothing was, you know, studied. Yeah, nothing was studied. Not that I know of. Not, not, not in her video. Um, I know there were a lot of studies being done in the beginning. Um, back when hydroxychloroquine was first introduced as, you know, possible treatment. Yeah. But, I mean, most of those studies were, like, observational studies. Um, and, you know, in the in the hierarchy of research, we've been getting a lot of lectures on this this past month. Yeah. The observational studies are kind of near the bottom for, you know... Like, reliability. Reliability. Too many confounding factors can play a role in, in like, in your treatment, whether it's actually... Is like let's say the outcome you wanted was due to your treatment or actually due to some kind of other variable. Exactly. Yeah, like they always drilled that us drilled that into us at school too. Like mm-hmm. the top of the hierarchy are randomized control studies, meta analysis. Bottom usually observational studies. Exactly. So that's why I think it's kind of a dangerous point to get out there that you're gonna you're gonna go out there and say that yeah hydroxychloroquine is the cure all. That kind of reminded me back in the 1930s. I don't know if you remember seeing like, have you ever seen like old clips of these guys who went to the middle of the, go into the middle of a plaza or something, like stand on top of their box, like snake oil salesmen. Snake, yeah, snake oil. Go up oh. there, give you these elixirs that will tell you that, oh, this elixir can cure you of baldness, make your wife love you again. Hold on a sec, really? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what her purpose was going up there. Like I said, I didn't watch the entire video. I just know it's been pretty controversial over the past week or so. And I agree. And it's dangerous putting unresearched information out there to the public, especially now because everyone is hunting for an answer. And no one knows what like to really expect anymore. So mm-hmm. when you actually go out there and say, I've cured 350 people with this. And let's say... Is that he, what she said? She cured 300? Cured. Wow. No matter what age you were, they were, they were cured. Huh. And then you put out that kind of rhetoric, people are going to go out there and let's say you ban the medication from them. Like Ohio, just today, banned, banned selling of hydroxychloroquine for COVID. Wow. So... Like completely? Like prescriptions? Yeah. Prescriptions. Huh. Everything. So what are people going to do? Go what find about the people that need it? People that need it, I'm sure they give them. Like if they have RA, rheumatoid arthritis, if they have... Well, you don't really see it here, but malaria uh-huh. it's usually used for. Uh, things like that. But let's say someone wants it. He's like, oh, I saw this lady talking about it. And she said it was a cure-all, and it came from a bunch of doctors, so it must be accurate. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out there and be like, oh, let me go find other sources. Come get it from China. Go get it from India. Go get it from all these different sources. Take it. Not knowing about the side effects of the medication, because hydroxychloroquine can really mess you up. Yeah. Associated with blindness, 
Uh, like what we learned in school, like yeah. arrhythmias and arrhythmias, things like that. So it's dangerous to really put those things on public without having your research like backed up. Like you said, speaking from not speaking from experience, you have to like. And we are like at the end of the day, healthcare professionals are scientists. Mm-hmm. They're taught from day one to get data, interpret data, and evaluate that data and see if it actually leads to positive outcomes or negative outcomes. So. Yeah, I mean that's been the push in medicine. That has been the push you know? in medicine. Don't, don't, and if you're not sure of something, you can say use the words possibly. Like I'm pretty sure I don't know if I, I think I heard this where like doctors are not allowed to give guarantees for anything. I I wouldn't say it's not that we're not allowed, but it's more ethical not to give guarantees because yes. you never know how a treatment's gonna work out. You never know. Everyone's different. That's mm-hmm. what thing. So if she maybe went out and said that this has become a maybe a possible viable treatment options but it requires more looking into more studies Mm. because before this we looked up a bunch of studies and all we saw were basically people saying we need a randomized controlled trial for this we need more studies done for this Mm -hmm. based on what we're seeing we're not really seeing much of a correlation so i think if she came out and said yeah let's just say this treats like we've treated a couple people with it we have some results but we're not 100% sure yet and we require more research. I think people would have taken a lot mm. more, like a lot better than how they, she originally said it. Honestly, even when the research is solid and you know it's a very mm. reputable uh, piece of evidence that they, or a research study that they've done, mm. not even then do they say, we've proved this yeah. does this. It's like, it, this study suggests yeah, that, that this can treat this, you know? So I, I'm not sure what angle she was trying to come from, but if it's purely based off you know anecdotal evidence, um, I, I think there's a risk in spreading that information. Oh, 100%. And that's time we that's these are times we live in where social media kind of people can opt to say things whatever they want, and there's always gonna, there's going to always be someone to support whatever that person's saying. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask me, the one like the one major problem I see where people have drug problems or problems in the hospital maybe i could be wrong is people are not well educated about these kind of things i think that's where comes like a lot of the problems in with like medications and things like that mm, like Just lack, lack of, of patient education. Lack, of pa- lack of patient education about certain topics and certain disease states and certain things like that certainly true for a lot of the chronic diseases mm-hmm. you know, patients need to be not only educated but active participants in their care 100 percent. otherwise they fall by the wayside yeah dude i've seen someone spray their inhaler like a perfume and they told me that they knew how to use it when i was That's- counseling <laughs> when i was counseling someone like on how to use their inhaler they're like oh yeah of course i've been using this for a year That's for, for years she was like sp- like had, she had it from her face about like two feet uh-huh. or like a foot away from her face and was like she put a little, on, uh, like, like a little her, push here, a little push here on her neck, and like a little on her a wrist. Little pu- <laughs> a little push here, a little push here next to her nose, a little like down here next to her mouth, and just inhaled. And she's like, "I'm good." And you, and you, 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 you fixed her. <laughs> no, I said you told her what to do. Right? She was older too, so I figure from like back in the day, she probably just received an inhaler, was never really taught how to use it. And what a huge difference you made. I mean, imagine like her asthma's not controlled. She comes in. Because she has to, she requires oxygen now mm-hmm. or something, and the doctor's like, you know, the inhaler's not working. We have to yeah. put her on something stronger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they you, step her up without assessing is, she, yeah. is like, is she using her inhaler properly? Right. 
So that's where I think that it's good people, that you came in. Yeah, no, I mean that. I mean, I had to like such a small piece of information. Yeah, literally, so something so simple. No, I mean, I sat with her for like 15, 20 minutes, making sure like, boy. and you have to like teach them, teach back the steps. On did you did you use the inhaler properly? Do you know how to like clean it? Do you know how to rinse your mouth out? All this basic stuff that, oh, nice. which you assume people would know. But it's so tricky with medication sometimes, mm-hmm. honestly, and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's why I feel like if you really educated people on, let's say, about COVID, things like that, on certain medications, on, like, tell them what hydroxychloroquine do you normally use for. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I bet you if you ask half the people right now saying, oh, let's start using hydroxychloroquine, ask them what's it originally used for. Yeah. Or some, like, basics about the drug. Or azithromycin. Or even zinc. <laughs> Which is all things she recommended, right? Which is all things she recommended. Or she, she said for Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think we're just at the point where we definitely need more research about the topic. I don't think it should be dying down. I think if... Like, there's a reason they chose this combo. Mm. I think, like, they should definitely look more into that rather than letting it die. I feel like they just had a dartboard up and they just started throwing things at the wall. Mm. And, like, for some reason, hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin... And all these medications stick. Hmm. Maybe because COVID shares some similarities to pneumonia and um, thinking of malaria. That like they kind of chose these medications. I mean, maybe they're thinking, you know, antiviral. Antiviral medications, medications yeah. Stance been. I don't. I don't know how they figure out the research because, like you said, it could be unethical to continue with all the side effects about this drug. But maybe look into it a bit more, or just do more research before you go out there and say this is a cure or this isn't a cure. Mm-hmm. Like definitely look more into it because there's a feel like there's some kind of reason why they chose the, these set of drugs. So yeah, we we just wanted to discuss this topic. I mean, no one should take like actual medical advice from this podcast. Um, it was just big in the news, and we thought we should cover it. Yeah, because we everyone has opinions about something. I feel as like in our fields, we can make better educated opinions about certain things. But then again, like he said, talk to your doctor. <laughs> No, but really, like he said, is that we're we're just here to kind of have a conversation and just talk yeah. about what's going on. So at the end of the day, if you guys see something interesting, just really discuss it with people around you because your thoughts, your words, your opinions is what really going to help like push us to the future. It's people having a voice. And I feel like that's a, that's a big message with our generation mm-hmm. is people going out there and saying what they believe in. But just whenever you do, try to at least have some... Add some like an educated like back like something to back you up before you come up there saying anything. Well said. Wow. Honestly, that was almost poetic. <laughs> I tried yeah. Not all the way. So I think I think we're good for today, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm that kinda, was a really good sleepy. So yeah, I know that was a really good discussion right there too. Yeah, it was fun. So I'm gonna end us off with a quote now. I'm kind of end going back, off, bro. Going back to the roots. Let's let's hear it. Okay. So if you guys think education is is important. Try ignorance. Oof. Said by Andy McIntyre. Andy McIntyre. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So again, thanks guys for listening. Be look be on the lookout for more episodes and more interesting guests. And we're gonna have Ali G back here for sure. Oh for sure. And All look right. out for my uh, YouTube thing that I might be starting soon. That he will be starting soon. I, no. I will there be. there's no might. We we took might out the door with this podcast. There's no mites <sighs> with this. Achalas, <laughs> you're keeping me honest. Uh-huh, I'm keeping you on it, honestly. Oh, sh- Shamut out. All right, see you guys.